Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA more at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org. And let me tell you, Lee Pomeroy is the guy who kind of got all this going because I think it was just over a year ago when he said, Karen, what are you doing for Earth Day? What are you doing for Earth Day? And I was like, oh, you know, I don't really have anything specific. And I thought, I should do something for Earth Day because it's very important to me because I'm a gardener. I mean, I have Al Bat show and we talk about the importance of climate and everything. And so Lee kind of put the bug in my ear. And then I got a week long bunch of programs related to, to Earth Day type topics, including Lee, who helped uh, kick it off, and Lou as well, who was one of our guests this morning. And so we started it, and I thought it'd be a week of stuff. And then we got to talking and said, well, why, why don't we do this every week? So I'm looking back. And so we and looking back at my shows from the last year. And so you think about how it's been about a year. So I looked and I have about 50 programs on here covering topics started. I think the first show we started talking about Mankato Zero Waste and Plastics Recycling. We talked about Earth Week with Al Bat. Uh, we talked about Earth Week with Lee Pomeroy and Lou Schwartzkopf, which I said was they are my guests this morning. And it, it's covered everything from Earth, the importance of soil in, and uh, renewable energy, climate change. I even had Will Steger on here, one of a great polar explorer. And it's just gone kind of full circle with all the different things. And I want to welcome this morning my guests, Lee Pomeroy and Lou Schwartzkopf, who are avid supporters of this program. Thank you, gentlemen, and welcome. Well, hello, Karen. This is Lee. and uh, Good to be here, Karen. <laughs> and that's Lou. And you guys, first I want to say, Lee, thank you for putting that bug in, in my ear <laughs> and getting me going. And, you know, it's something, I, it's just a great idea. We've been uh, doing this now for a year, and I have learned so much from this. And I don't know if you've had a chance to listen, but we've covered a lot of things over the last year. You know, it's interesting, Karen, because when I mentioned that, and I think we talked, I said, well, Karen, do you think you could do this about once a month, you know, and and then I th- and then I think she says, yeah, I think. I said, how about every two weeks? And you said, well, heck, let's just do it every week. <laughs> you know, I go, okay, <laughs> that sounds fun. And you know, I fed you a bunch of names and oh, contacts. Oh, you were, yes. And but you know, you've really taken off and run with this show, uh, and I'm so impressed by what you've done and what KMSU well, has you. done. Yes. And and now now what's really exciting is you have all the podcasts. Yes. Yes, you've turned that into the podcast. So you, now you can get it on Apple Music, you can get it on Amazon Music, and Player.fm, I think, and various other. So it goes all over the world, Lou. Mm-hmm. It does, yes. <laughs> That's great. Uh, my, my hat's off to you, Lee, for getting this started. I think it's a great program. And I have to say, I think the podcasts are a neat feature also. I'm glad we got to do that. And that was because of listener support that we were able to set some of these things up. And, you know, we're in the pledge drive, obviously, now. And you guys are supporters of this particular program. But it's because of our listeners that we're able to, to do things like that. And I love the podcast now because more people can get to it. Before, it was kind of clunky. You had to go to SoundCloud and you had to Google and, you know, this and that and the other thing. And and now they're being listened to a lot more. Right. And, they you are. know, we've talked mm-hmm. about creating... Uh, a website solely for mm-hmm. this show, and um, so maybe that's in the in the next year we'll do that so that people can really easily find them. All you have to do, though, if you're on the web, is just type in "Every Day is Earth Day, KMSU," 
and those exactly yeah yeah and the neat thing is I have learned about a lot more services and things that we have available in our local area that I think a lot of people haven't known about and I think that's one of the things is to get people thinking on that path of, of what is available out there and so I think that's one thing that this show has really helped to do mm-hmm. your thoughts how have things gone in the last year as you look back over the last year in terms of climate change things that are happening in the world I'm just curious from both of your perspectives because you're very in tune I know you're very active in the, the, uh, the yeah sp- Lee and I are together in the Clean Energy Council mm-hmm. uh, here in Mankato uh, He's the executive director. Yeah, specifically, it. it's the South Central Minnesota Clean, Clean Energy, Energy Council. Council. Yes. A long name. Yeah, there isn't a really good acronym for it. <laughs> well, so SMCEC. Yeah, that's too long. <laughs> that so. is, yes, well, whatever. We'll, we'll, Clean, we'll brainstorm. The Clean Energy Council, South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Right. So what? T- talk and, about that and what you guys have been doing, too, in, in that organization. Well, I'll defer to Lee. <laughs> oh, well. But uh, actually, you know, we have to give credit to Katie Wartell. Yeah, uh, Katie. Mm-hmm. Katie Wartell is sort of the uh, godmother, I guess it were, the fairy godmother of the environmental movement in, in Mankato. Mankato. Yes. And she's been doing this for years and years and years. And um, so it is an outgrowth. There was from several previous organizations, and now it's called South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. And we put on a forum on the second Friday of every uh, month, uh, starting at 9, usually ending around 10, 15 or so. Often it goes longer. We bring in speakers literally from all over the world. We've had speakers via Zoom uh, from Norway and Sweden and Germany. Uh, And so it's been very, very, you know, I mean, successful. Uh, We are finally in next, uh, well, uh, in our next presentation, which is what? May. May's coming up. Oh, May, yeah. I'm I'm ahead of myself. May is next, yes. Is uh, Merganka Day, whom you've had on this program. Yes, I have. To talk about, I think it's May 12th, isn't it, Lou? The the second Friday, May, at 9 o'clock. Who is a faculty here at Minnesota State. And, you know, that is one of my, when we were doing it on the SoundCloud, you can see the number of listens. And that was one of the higher listens to ones because he talks about the soil health and Mm -hmm. that's his expertise and things and how, what we need to do. It all starts basically kind of with the soil. And so that's really great that you're going to be having him on. And uh, Lou, you, are you still involved with the university on their climate or environmental committee? I am still on the environmental committee. So what That's is going right. on with that? I'm just wondering in, on um, campus-wise well, since I, you're on there. I can tell you that uh, we've been getting reports from Call Corcoran and he has reported on the MSU solar project. Oh really? What's going on? I don't know a lot about that. So. Uh, this has been going on for about a year. It started uh, last fall. So the first step in any solar project is to bring in a group to do the siting for the solar project on campus. And my understanding from Paul is that uh, now uh, they have some sites identified and the sites would be over parking lots and on rooftops. Over on over campus. top of them? Yes. Wow. Because we don't have that much free space on campus. Uh, that's a limitation. So that's where they'll go. And he's thinking about a project in the range from one megawatt to five megawatts and three megawatts seems to be the sweet spot. And tell me what that that means. Like, I mean, how much power is that? Because that sounds small, but I don't know what a megawatt is. So 
Uh, that is the power. It's three megawatts. Okay. Is that a lot? <laughs> and yes, it is. You are a and physics I, professor. You can tell us here. <laughs> I looked at the numbers, and that would supply uh, a really substantial fraction of the electricity oh, wow. okay. used by MSU. So that's the comparison. That so I, sounds like we're in the kind of the look at it phase. I mean, how far out is something like this for to happen, actually? Uh, well, um, uh, the best person to talk about that is Paul. So oh, I should have him on the show. To, uh, you should. Bring on the I should, show. yeah, I yeah. should have him on the show. He's sh- done great stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's great. I mean, even on campus, I know they've been working with even, because, you know, my, me and my gardening is, is with trying to make things with uh, rain gardens and things like that, and it's great. You know, they did all the, the new LED lights, and that was a huge project mm-hmm, and yes. that sort of thing, mm-hmm. so it's neat to see they're moving on the next level. I didn't realize you could take and put solar arrays over parking lots, for example. Uh, yes, um, Minnesota, University of Minnesota has done, has that. done that. They have a project that, uh, that Paul looked to the University of Minnesota for a model for this project. Because, I mean, when I see some some of the solar fields and I think, oh, it's taken up good farmland, some of that, that sort of thing. So I think it's nice to have this impervious type like parking lots, which don't do anything for water quality, et cetera. So that's kind of an interesting concept to me. Mm-hmm. Does it act like a little like a shed over top of the cars then? Uh, well, there are spaces in between, but oh, it, okay. is a, it, <laughs> it does provide shade. Oh, that's nice. In the summer because the solar panels are getting all the sun. Right. Or quite a bit of the sun. Okay. Well, that's an exciting project. And I know just, was it last week or two weeks ago, you had the recharge event out at the MSU's dome. Our, our sports dome, and a lot of folks came out for that to see the electric vehicles, and that's another big thing that is, and we're talking about making more sites for recharge or charging your cars, and that thing we, we had, oh, what was his name, Milo, I forget his first name, from the county, and he talked about how they just got that big grant, Yes, and they're going to be putting new charging stations around the community that, that will be make it easier for people with electric vehicles to charge and charge faster because i think that's one of the things i've heard people say oh it takes so long to charge it's not worth it but there are things you can do to make that happen so it's more functional yeah that was a great event it was sponsored by well msu was one of the sponsors Mm -hmm. uh the the big driver was the mankato area foundation and um also with a lot of help from the olseth family foundation John Olseth, he's gone big time into electric cars. He had a Bolt for a while, and he used that to commute down to Riverland College where he teaches. Well, Bolt, I want to say, was was uh, somehow connected to MSU, and that connection is, wasn't there someone from MSU who designed that? Oh, yes. Yes, it was uh, Josh Table, okay. who's a graduate of the MSU uh, automotive department. And he, yes, he was head of the Bolt program at GM. And now he's moved on. He's doing all the pickup trucks and the and the electric Hummer. So An electric Hummer, really? Oh yeah, that's oh, my gosh. oh yeah. Oh, elect, everything is going electric. Okay. And Ford's got electric F one fifty coming. It, you know, and and it's to the point now where there's such a demand for these electrical vehicles, and yet they haven't been able to supply mm-hmm. to meet that demand. So Recharge Mankato, they had about five hundred people. Wonderful. Last uh, week ago, Saturday. And uh, a lot of cars there, people could drive. John even supplied his brand new Tesla Plaid, which is, oh, that's, that, well, people who know that 
I just Lou, don't. do you have a Tesla Plaid? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. <laughs> that uh, I'd like to get a Chevy Bolt, though. I oh, test yeah. drove one of those at a previous yeah. event. And they're they're good, nice. You like them? I yeah, think. I love okay. it. Oh, yeah. okay. So apparently, I didn't know, hadn't heard of one, and then I some heard. students mentioned it to me, and apparently, it's it's so fast it goes from zero to sixty in less than two seconds. Oh my word! If you want to do that, <laughs> and it's got a it's got a uh, speed mode on it among the many speed modes. One yeah. is you push a button. And it says ludicrous to go really fast. All right. So. But there are speed limits, so we got to <laughs> keep that in mind. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so so we had that. We had a Polestar, which is uh, it's a, a division kind of a Volvo electric car that you could buy in, in Minneapolis. They've got a Polestar dealership up there. Mm-hmm. So uh, Katie Wortel supplied her, her Nissan Leaf for people to drive. Okay. And people could drive my uh, Prius Prime plug-in, which is a, it's a plug-in hybrid, so it's not all electric. It's now, is this the one you've had for many, many years, or did you, because I know that you started a long time ago with a Prius, and I've seen you driving around your Prius forever, so yeah. the same one? Yes, okay. I bought it in 18. Okay. I'd love to upgrade to an all-wheel drive plug-in hybrid. I'm not really ready quite yet to go all electric. I think if a family has two cars, one should be electric. It's a no-brainer. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but I'd like to get an all-wheel drive plug-in vehicle. I just can't get one. I mean, they because they're not them, available. But they're not available. Is it because the 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 parts thing going on right now? Um, lack of planning ahead by the car manufacturers. Okay. And of course, everything else that's backing up new cars coming out. Okay. Parts and and microprocessors and things like that. So, but you know, things will come around. Uh, eventually, right? <laughs> we hope. <laughs> well, exactly. You know, it's it, it could take some time, and you know, is some of that going to take legislation to happen? Is that something we as citizens need to talk to people, or is that not the issue? No, because it's it's not on the demand side; it's the supply side. Okay. So people are finally realizing, as uh, the people who are putting on this event, which is Reach Strategies. Uh, and uh, Mankato Area Foundation and Olsa Family Foundation and others, uh, the recharge event, they're finding that people now, you know, as opposed to several years ago when they first came, when they first did the event, several years ago, people came in very spe- uh, 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 skeptical, you know, and, and wanting to learn. This event, the one that we just had, mm-hmm. they already knew. They were well-educated. And they were all, every single one of them was going to buy one. Really? Eventually. Eventually every when they can get one. Every single person. Okay. And Lou, you're going to eventually get one too, it sounds like. I wouldn't. I think that'll be my next car. What do you have now? Uh, well, we have uh, two hybrids. We have oh, a Camry, part. hybrid Camry. Okay. And we have a hybrid RAV4. Now, I've got a Honda CRV. It's not a hybrid. And, you know, I, I think I talked to you after I bought it and you said you should have looked at the RAV, the hybrid, and it's too late. And now I've got an, a new vehicle, so it'll probably be a while before I get one. It is a lot, it's not bad gas mileage, but with the prices of gas, it's not a bad idea. So, like with your hybrids, do you have to fill up the pump very much? I don't, I don't know if it's mainly in town driving or. Well, the Camry is for in town driving, and that's really my car. Okay. Uh, and I don't drive it that much, so I, it's a hybrid for one thing, and I don't drive, so I'm saving on gasoline there. And the RAV4, 
uh, our previous other vehicle was a RAV, but it was not a hybrid. And okay. I'm, I've been really impressed that it gets 40 miles to the gallon on okay. the highway. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, yeah, we took a road trip out to Colorado last September and uh, burned some gas, but not as much as we would have with well, the other RAV. I, I think one of the things people think about is uh, the time it takes to to charge them and another thing is that like like with your hybrid and stuff how long does it actually go on the electric charge versus having to switch over to gas oh well this is a hybrid it's so it doesn't that it doesn't have a so plug-in it doesn't have oh, a plug-in okay. i have a plug-in okay so yeah. all right this is a standard hybrid so when a hybrid, so that it, so sometimes it runs just on the electricity and sometimes on the gas. Is that yes, how that? Okay. Yes, all, it's all computer controlled. Okay. So when you initially step on it, it's the electric motor because that gives you the more torque. Okay. And then the motor is charged regeneratively. So when you break the car, uh, you're losing energy, and that energy goes into the battery. Okay. Because my oh. sister has one, I think she's got a, a, a Lincoln or something, and she gets tremendous gas mileage on the, the hybrid of that. And like 50 miles a gallon or something, it's it's really very, very good. And yeah, but the way to go is is, is plug-in. Just plug-in. Whether it's in. a PHEV, that's a plug-in hybrid. But I think part of the resistance has been because it takes so long so in the past to charge things up, and they're like, well, you, can, you can't you can go very far. That's the, the argument I've heard people say, but that is, is changing. That's changing, yeah. They've got uh, – Mercedes-Benz has a vehicle now that will go 500 miles. Really? Yeah. Okay, because mm-hmm. I can't even go – 300 and some on a tank of gas in my oh really my gas yeah i mean it, it yeah only holds so much but yeah so that's that's quite yeah and impressive. the charging times are, are getting faster and faster mm-hmm. but range anxiety is what they call it yes Th- oh that's I, yeah I, that would be the right word i think yes yeah. it is it's it's a thing it's a word okay <laughs> i talked to my nephew over christmas break uh somebody who i would least expected to get an electric <laughs> vehicle but he got a bolt oh wow okay and Love just driving around in his bolt out in the country. Uh, they live out in the country, uh, and his wife has some range anxiety. She's told me, but they're getting along with it just fine. Yeah, I mean Lee Tesdell, who just retired from MSU, mm-hmm. has had a bolt for years, and he used to commute between his farm in Iowa and up to Mankato. And you know he could make it one way: you know, okay. charge here, charge at home because MSU's got charging stations. Uh, however, during the winter, maybe not. So we'd stop in Blue Earth, the city of Blue Earth, which is very progressive, and they have chargers there. They do. Stop okay. there and you know, top it off, as it were, so we can make it all the way. Really? Okay. So I've talked to people who've driven between Minneapolis and California uh, in their Teslas. So I mean, uh, do they have to stop and charge up? Does yeah, it take yeah, a yeah. while? I mean, are we talking like an hour? Are we talking 10 hours? Or I No, mean, no, no, an hour. <laughs> okay. So yeah, stop for lunch or yeah. something, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, take a walk, you know, stretch. Yeah, there you go. Whatever. And, and there, if you're taking a trip, there are apps available that you can download that tells you where the charging stations are. Oh, wonderful. Okay, and and there's getting to be more and more of those, as I understand. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, the apps are there and the charging stations are there. What we need to do is get the hotels and accommodations to put up charging stations there. Because that's a logical place to charge. How common is that now that hotels do or don't have? Not enough. It's not, okay. You know, we our Marriott here in town uh, has has had chargers since its inception. Did not know that. And also the American. Okay. Right around the corner here. They've got charging stations. But I think those are the only two hotels in town that have charging stations. Okay. 
So but some of the money from the infrastructure bill, which was passed uh, the first year of the Biden administration, is going into electric vehicle chargers to the states, and Minnesota is getting a share of that that they'll put all along major corridors. That's wonderful. Yeah. That, to hear that, that you're doing so, that. So, yeah, it's just a matter of time. What else have you taken on since we started this a year ago? Well, things have changed with me. I'm still a greenhouse gas consultant. Okay. But I got my first paycheck at the end of the year, so I'm, I what? actually get paid for really? it. Really? So, yeah. so tell me about that. What What is it that you do then? Um, I, I was the greenhouse gas. I am the greenhouse gas consultant for the South Central Minnesota Food Rescue Project that I mentioned last year as well. What exactly but, does the is that, and what? do you do as a consultant? Uh, that's I just have a peripheral role, really. It's Natasha Frost mm-hmm. with Wooden Spoon okay. who decided to take the bull by the horns because uh, trucks were coming in uh, with food to the uh, Walmart distribution center and were being dumped if they fa- failed to meet the oh. specifications, although it was perfectly good food. Wow. So she said... Uh, we have to do something about it. Uh, so she did. Uh, she wrote a grant, got some money to proceed from the MPCA, and now that food, uh, if it doesn't meet the specs but it's still perfectly good, it's rescued, and she distributes it to nonprofits oh, wow. in the area. So, Karen, and have you interviewed her yet? For your I have show? not. I just wrote her name down oh, because yeah. I yeah, was she, not a oh, great... She just got a really nice write-up by a national... Magazine or something? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, definitely. She's a real asset. She and her group there. And so... So she's doing good work uh, here in the community, uh, saving food from the landfill. But the MPCA told her, well, if you do that, you're going to have to keep track of the greenhouse gas emissions averted. Because oh. when you throw food into the landfill, it generates methane, which is a much more potent greenhouse gas than uh, carbon dioxide. Okay. So she said, well, who am I going to get? And Betty Winkworth said, yeah. oh, well, uh, talk to Lou. He's done this for us. So she wrote me into the grant. Okay. So that's your... That's, that's what I do. That's your yeah. job now as, as a, a retired emeritus that's, professor. That's, that's my <laughs> job, and I'm making air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. So is that uh, something... Is there a formula? I mean, how, how does one do that? Is it like, well, if you throw away oranges, you get so much... I don't know. I'm just... I have no idea. I'm just curious. Uh, there, there is a formula. Okay. There's a software package which a for, with, oh. with the formula there. I got it. And foods classified... Uh, for the purposes of the MPCA as meat or non-meat. Okay. Uh, because many more greenhouse gases are generated by meat. So if you can avert throwing that into the landfill, you save, you avert those greenhouse gases. Well, I'm definitely going to have to have her on the show because I'd love to chat more about that. That's um, really a great program, it sounds like to me. Sure. Lee, you've given me a lot of ideas too, so I thank you for that. And sometimes I just come across ideas. There's authors and things that I, it, or there's something, an article I read somewhere. And so that's how I've been coming up with ideas. So if anybody's listening and they think, well, you should talk to so-and-so, I am open to interviewing and talking with people, learning more. I mean, that's how we all learn more, and that's part of what this show is all about. And if this is something you support, we are in the Pledge Drive, so if this is something you support, please let us know by your financial support, because it's Pledge Drive time, and Lou 
and Lee are supporters of this every day is Earth Day. And if you want to be a part of that, please let us know. I'm going to give you the numbers, and they can call and talk to Dwayne about it. 507-389-5678. Because I think this is the type of programming that is worth supporting because it's making a difference in terms of what people are hopefully thinking about. And with the podcast, it's going worldwide, literally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So... Uh, I wanted to get back to South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Yes. Because I actually had the date of our next meeting written down in front of me. Oh, you had it. Okay, good. Uh, It is Friday, May 13th at 9 o'clock, and it will be in person at South Central Service Co-op in North Mankato. And our first in-person meeting since the beginning of COVID, and also available by Zoom. So okay. if you go to our lookup on the web, South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council, that'll take you right to our website. and It'll tell you about our upcoming programs. And what's it? who's the speaker and what's it about? The speaker is Dr. Mriganka Day. Oh, yes. Okay. Who's been on this show talking about the impact of agriculture on climate. And that's one of our, like I said, that's one of the things he talked about in one of our earlier yes. episodes and that was a very popular got uh, it has a lot of listens i can see how many times it's been listened to so it's a very very um, interesting topic to many i also you had mentioned things happening and uh, there is an earth day program coming up tomorrow at the blue earth county library that's down on main street and it's at 3:30 no admission fee so that's a, a free thing to go to here in mankato and then there's an earth day celebration also on Friday from 5 to 10 p.m. at the Blue Boat, and they'll have music by the, the Bachfest boys, so I'm not sure exactly what they do during this Earth Day celebration, but I, I love that they're acknowledging the importance of it. Well, they'll have speakers there, too. Oh, there will be speakers. There's actually, uh, in the rest of the paper, there's a whole article about it. I will So have would to you check. have it right over there? You can read about it I will, break time. yeah. Sorry, I didn't... Uh, <laughs> yeah. There are, there are Earth Day activities here at MSU. Too. Are there? I, nobody told me about them. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> they should. I know. I, what's wrong with these people? What's wrong with these people? <laughs> yes, Lou, please tell me because I feel bad that I don't know. It's Campus Rec that's sponsoring oh. many of the, well, all of the Earth Day activities that I know about on campus. So if anybody's interested, uh, the best place to go is the Campus Rec website. And under MAV activities, you can register here, and you don't have to register for the events. But if you click on that button and then select activities for spring of 2022, the Earth Day activities will pop up. Okay, yeah. So, for example, there is a campus cleanup that's tomorrow afternoon from 3 to 5, and if anybody's interested, they can just show up outside the Auto Recreation Center yeah, so we are really excited to continue be continuing this programming. Anything else you guys would like to add? Of, well, you know, I mean, people oh. who really want to learn more about climate change and what are the solutions for it should read or listen to the book by a guy named John Doerr, D-O-E-R-R, who is one of the most successful Silicon Valley um, financiers, um, you know, out there. He wrote a – he had a wake-up call from after watching – uh, the Al Gore documentary with his daughter and looked at her after watching this documentary and she just, her face was just sh- shell-shocked. And so he said, dear, what do you think about this? And she says, I'm sad and I'm angry and it's all your fault. Oh my goodness, wow. To her dad. You know, <laughs> this guy is a very, very successful yeah. venture capitalist. And he said from that day forward, 
Um, she was 15 at the time, and he's he's about my little younger. Um, you know, he sort of devoted his life uh, towards raising money and, and promoting solutions to climate change. So the book is called Speed and Scale. Okay. It was published last year, so it's really up to date. The author is John Doerr, D-O-E-R-R. Okay. He's somebody I need to get on the show. Uh, if you could, but, you know, is we could try. Feed and Scale is the name of the book? Yes. Sounds great. Yeah, and I would, uh, we should not leave without giving a shout out to the Mankato City Council, who oh. recently uh, voted for a resolution to join the city's climate caucus here in Minnesota. That is great to mention that. And I know there was a student, well, he's actually graduated, you know his name, that kind of pushed for that. Sabri Fair? Yes, Sabri Mm -hmm. Fair. Who's on your show? Yes, who was on the show as a guest and is trying to get uh, something going with younger people. Sunrise Movement. Yes, mm-hmm. the Sunrise Movement. I don't know how that's going. I hope it is. It's It's um, been tough, I think, for him to get it organized, but I think he's still working on it. Yeah. Yeah, he's a McAllister graduate. Okay, that's right. So, yeah, so there's there are a lot of things to get involved with. If people want to get involved with your organization, the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council, what should they do or how can they learn more about it if they want to be involved? We have an email address. It is smcleanenergy at gmail.com. Smcleanenergy, all one word, at gmail.com. Just email us. We'll put you on the mailing list. And uh, Yeah, because you guys have such great programs that come up. And is that how you get on the list to find out about the programs and that sort of thing? Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on the show. And thank you for your continued support of programming here on KMSU Radio and for getting us, putting, lighting the spark, both of you, to get us to do this important work that I feel we're going to keep doing it. And anybody else wants to support us, let us know we are. We want to keep it going. So Absolutely. Thank you yeah. very yeah. much, Karen. Thanks, Thanks both of you. Yes. Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA. More at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org.